Forbes Books presents Sustainable Leadership and Disruptive Growth with David Radlow. Transformation for a new and better world. Here's David. Thanks for joining me once again for my continuing conversation with Jeff Boutel, the CEO of Nature Made's parent company, Farmavite. We've been talking about how his leadership journey that included his time as CEO of Beechnut Nutrition and working with major brands from Abbott, Nestle, and Procter & Gamble has prepared him to help NatureMade maintain its position as a market leader and grow exponentially in the $17 billion vitamin and supplement industry. Jeff, can you do me a favor and throw on your process improvement hat? In part one, you mentioned the growth that you experienced during the pandemic. Did you have supply chain issues with your increased growth? And what kind of steps did you take to increase production? Did you take a look at co-packing or new facilities? This has been a a super top of mind topic here at the company since March of 2020. You know, literally overnight when the first panic buy um, occurred in March of 2020, um, immunity products against vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, and, and, and elderberry skyrocketed like 200% growth versus the, the prior year. And then the category, but immune products in particular took off from there. And every time you see a surge in COVID cases for the last couple of years, you see a corresponding surge in immunity sales. So we've had surge volume and we've also had seen our base rate increase as well. So a lot of that uh, usage is sticking and staying with our, our brand. Almost overnight, our, we make all of our vitamins here in the U.S. Um, most, most, most vitamin companies can't say that. Uh, we have plants here in Southern California. We have a plant in Alabama and we're in the process of uh, building a new plant in the Midwest, which which I'll get to in a, a minute. But the first order of business is we literally overnight went to 24 seven uh, at all of our plants was ensuring the safety of our employees um, at the plants. You know, they were coming in during lockdown and it was we were deemed an essential business. Um, and so we were we all already had very strong protocols. I mean, you know, we're, we're a vitamin company that's owned by a, a Japanese pharmaceutical company, Otsuka. And so our, our standards are already super high in terms of hygiene and cleanliness and 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 uh, safety but we took steps to even protect our employees e- even even further so that was that was really job one but what we saw over the last several years uh the stressors on the system is raw material availability and that's been like whack-a-mole you know at one point it was plastics and resins which which affected our caps and our bottles at one point it was a ingredient called dicalcium phosphate which I never heard of before, but now I know it very well because it was very hard to get. Then there's corn syrup, then there's fish oil. And and so uh, our procurement group has been very, very busy um, and have done an admirable job of just scrambling to to react to these these various situations. And, you know, now it's it's we have continued raw, raw material availability challenges. We have labor availability challenges at our plants and now we have inflation too which is seriously impacting our 
our cost structure. So when you step back, and I just made this point last week at our national sales meeting, you know, all of our careers, we've had relative stability. You know, inflation has been super low. We've had a recession here, you know, here and there. And by the way, our category has shown that it's pretty recession proof. But we had a very efficient global supply chain that enabled just in time, it enabled low inventories, it enabled single suppliers and, and all that. And, you know, it's like, all of that's changed. And in addition to, you know, the inflation and raw material issues, we've got global energy issues and geopolitical issues with Russia, Ukraine, potentially China, and, and, and so on. So we love challenges at Pharmavite. We've formed a task force to really aggressively look at, and, and it kind of, all of those issues, but it really centers on supply chain resilience. And st so really we're looking at expanding regions where we go for suppliers. We're looking at, um, we're definitely moving away from single source supplying arrangements. We're carrying larger inventories where we can and uh, really identifying making, and, making and, and trying to anticipate and plan ahead for, for uh, what may happen within any of those macro issues that I mentioned. Okay, thanks. I mean, you mentioned a little bit earlier with price increases due to cost and inflation that sales have perhaps slowed a bit, but still on the positive uptend. How about yeah. the non-organic pipeline? Do you see yourselves in an opportunity now where you can, as Warren Buffett say, it's time to buy more hamburgers? <laughs> I like that uh, saying. Yeah, and it might seem counterintuitive to some, but but, but we're we're doubling down. We you know some people might think that in a situation like this, you 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 lay people off or you reduce spending and uh, reduce focus on your consumers, stop R and D programs. None of that. We're we're doubling down. Um, innovation, as I mentioned, is central to our our growth, but also central to our future, and so we are protecting our investment there. Um, we are actually hiring people. Um, and we're in the process of um, building a new plant. You know, we're out of capacity, especially in gummies. And we just announced that we will be building a new gummy plant in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and we see that plant as, you know, not just a box with a, a line in it that cranks out gummies, but it's a key enabler for our future. We're going to have an R&D center of excellence there. This is a gummy center of excellence and where we you know, uh, build on and develop more scientific know-how and marrying that with with the art of gummy making. And so we'll start with one line and we've got plans to, you know, it's built so, so that we can expand to a second line and a third line. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if we have, a, have three lines in there by the, by the end of the decade. You're doing two separate paradoxical things. On one hand, you're drafting and you're dealing with managing your, your existing pipeline. And then also you have another hat, which you're disrupting. And it's very hard to wear both those hats. And, you know, you must have two great people or for that matter, two great teams that are coming at you from different ways. So you can do both at the same time. Uh, that's a great question, David, and, and you can't see me right now, but I'm, I'm smiling ear to ear because this is one of the most exciting things and rewarding things that we've done at Pharmavite over the last five years is developing this unique innovation capability. So how we look at, at these different areas, um, for starters, when we developed our innovation approach, we took a bold step and rather than have innovation, you know, 
be in marketing or, or, or some other group, we formed a group called Incubate. I brought in uh, an old colleague of mine, Toby Cohen, and he's, he's, he's the best innovative mind that I know, and he knows the industry really well. He started this group called Incubate, started with one pod, and this pod is totally focused on innovation all day long. They, they don't have the stresses of worrying about the current you know, day to day or what have you, but this is a multifunctional group where we marry science and consumer at the outset. So we have science and technology, R&D, marketing, market research, manufacturing people on this, this pod. And as we proved out that first pod, we built a second pod. And then we built a th we're up to three pods right now. And they're very agile uh, group of people. One pod focuses more on the kind of draft and defend, as you mentioned, and the next focuses more on disrupt and, and, and drive. Uh, and so you've got pure focus by each of these pods on these different kind of time horizons, but also, you know, impact to the category. And so overall, we have an innovation horizon where we've got a short term focus, we've got a midterm focus, uh, where we're focused on key programs, key um, areas like sleep, immunity and women's health, uh, but then long term as well. And I'd say that's pretty rare for vitamin companies. We're not set up like a pharmaceutical company where their model is heavy, heavy R&D. Um, but again, we made strategic and very deliberate choices to in reinvest money into long-term R&D. And that's where the real excitement and growth is going to come from in the future in this, this category is as we, we our long-term approach is we've got partnerships with multiple universities, with companies like Brightseed, where uh, they are using proprietary AI to identify new uh, plant compounds. And that's where you're going to get the huge disruptive new benefits coming to the category is from new products like that. And that's why I'm so excited about the future, because all of those long term partnerships that we started investing in four years ago are going to start to spin off uh, new ideas and new potentially new brands. Um, you know, in, in the next, call it two to, two to five years. You have a tremendous competitive advantage being that you're doing all this innovation, disruption, and have a multitude of pods that is really at a competitive advantage to your competition. Yes, Nestle has acquired them. Yes, Nestle has put money into this. But as you're going forward, what do you actually see as your top three to five things you want to do that will maintain your competitive advantage into the future? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great question. I, as you really sort through the competitive marketplace, you know the fact that these big CPG companies have entered the category, like Nestle acquiring our number two competitor. Um, some might look at that as uh, a negative. I, I look at it as a, as, as a positive these new competitive dynamic that we have brings investment, it brings excitement, it brings awareness to the category. And at the center of it, we are a vitamin company full stop. Nestle is not a vitamin company and neither are some of the, are these other big CPG companies. They're just big companies that own some vitamin brands. And for 24-7, 365, for 50 years, that's all we do. Uh, and we're backed by uh, a great owner, Otsika Pharmaceuticals, who uh, supports us uh, and enables our investments in our, our, our growth programs. 
So I think in terms of what I'm focused on for, for the future is maintaining this small company mindset that we have on, on our big brand, Nature Made. Um, I want it to be entrepreneurial. I want it to be agile and nimble. And, 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 and that's what, where we are and that's what we're focused on. I think to, you know, to the extent that we can stay away from big company bureaucracy and, and process, uh, we'll be in a good place. But in addition to that, you know, we're rapidly growing our portfolio. We have a very exciting, dynamic, uh, natural channel brand, Megafood. That's being led by Andy Dolan, and he and his team have done a wonderful job of reorienting that brand, getting into e-commerce in a big way, developing uh, their own innovation pipeline, which is uh, super exciting and super strong. We just formed a women's health business unit. So one of our key focus areas now, but going forward, is women's health. We recently, within the last few years, launched a, a menopause supplement called Equel. And then about a year ago, we acquired an exciting company, Eucora, which uh, developed an approach towards um, managing UTIs, um, so UTI prevention. So both of those brands together kind of form our women's health business unit right now. It's located in San Diego, California, which is where Eucora was headquartered. So we wanted to keep it away from our headquarters so that it can uh, grow and maintain its uh, uh, unique personality and, 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 and focus. Uh, and we will be investing more in women's health as we go. So, so it's really, be we're becoming David, much more multidimensional, and, and that's critical. So it's 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 not only these new brands, it's investing in multiple R&D partnerships, it's moving beyond the broad line brands, as I mentioned earlier, into uh, into the specialty area with Nature Made Well Blends. Is this what you're referring to when you say being a people-focused leader is absolutely the hallmark of great leadership? Would you mind expanding on that? Yeah, I um, I have fun doing what I do. And that fun is because I can come up with some pretty good ideas here and there, but but the ideas become really, really great when you're working with a, a team. And probably one of my greatest joys is assembling and forming and enabling a, a team to accomplish great things. It's just exponential. I am so proud of our leadership team. It, it is It is, in my view, by far the leading leadership team in this industry with the collection of talent, experience, but also just uh, nobody has hidden agendas. And we're having fun uh, making a positive impact on society and working on creating new categories, bringing unique solutions to consumers. And each of those folks have built out great teams. And, and, and you know, part of the people aspect is understanding where those strengths are that people have. And then, then really, I've, I've, I've even created some jobs around a, a person's capabilities, you know, rather than force fit somebody into a, a job description box, because that's where you unlock the potential and these new ideas and, and these things that we haven't, you, you, we may not have thought of um, um, previously. So really, you know, people always talk about people being the greatest asset and all that stuff. I don't use those types of words, but um, teams, the words I do use is teams win championships. That's what we are, it's a strong team. When you're talking about your team and also how you're balancing the two of strong organic innovation, but also having a strong, robust, inorganic growth pipeline that you just mentioned, mm -hmm. would you comment on how you balance your resources and also how you 
balance the pipelines? Yeah, you know, as we look at our strategic lineup management construct, we have a uh, steering committee that gets together once a quarter, and we are looking we're looking at different time horizons because you know we're already focused on what we're going to launch in 2024, for example, and even to some degree 2025. So we bring the analysis in from how the lineup is doing in the marketplace, uh, where, where the consumers voting with their dollars, and you know marry that up with uh, against our uh, innovation focus areas and the programs that we're working on, and we work through and make the team comes with with, with recommendations on what to focus on and during a particular time. Uh, horizon or launch window and we do a kind of a portfolio if you will balancing um, usually over like a, a kind of a two-year two-year horizon but we are also nimble and agile and responsive enough where if if an opportunity comes up or if a situation arises where you know for some reason a particular product you know isn't doing well or what have you uh, we're also able to, to to take fairly quick action at least on the closer in types of things to launch products. I, you're, you're going into uh, women's health, and so you're branching off into other areas like the UTI product or and other yep. products in women's health. Do you have a specific, no, I don't have to share what it is, but do you have a specific pipeline of areas and companies that you'd like to acquire? Or is that kind of opportunistic in nature and and also, it may be a benefit to you that the inflation and all the uh, the trouble we've had in the six months because multiples have come down a bit and you may be able to buy a little more. Yeah, we do have a general strategy in place, both in terms of where we want to focus our innovation efforts in women's health, but also, you know, developing a list of companies that are very interesting to us. That work will, I think, accelerate um, under the leadership of Vivian Rhodes. Uh, she was in charge of our incubate program. We've just promoted her to be uh, in charge of our women's health business unit. I think with that kind of a leader and the kind of team that we have down in San Diego, I'm very confident that uh, the dynamic that you've seen with our Nature Made Innovation uh, over the last four years uh, will be replicated in uh, the Women's Health Business Unit. Could you be so kind to discuss how you get along with your competition uh, on industry-related issues, whether or not it's in Washington or worldwide, or do you kind of just keep to yourself? We're a very, uh, I'd say, more than most vocal leader in the, in the industry. Um, one person on our leadership team, Chris Burdick Bell. She's our general counsel, but she's way more than that. She's kind of, she's been here for about 15 years, and her brother uh, is a co-founder of the company back in 1971. Interestingly, so Chris is a an asset, a competitive advantage for Pharmavite because if she calls the FDA to talk about uh, something, she typically she'll get an audience. She's highly respected. And again, that respect comes from the trust that she's built over the years, a very ethical, high moral, do the right thing person. You, you never, you, I haven't met anybody more sound in that area that, than, than Chris. And so anyway, Chris is very, she's our voice at the different uh, industry groups in Washington. Uh, our remit in 
government and regulatory issues is we believe that by doing the right thing and having a category that has trust and appropriate regulation behind it is, is critical. In the past, this category didn't have quite the, the regulation and to some degree today, you still see some bad players here and there and one bad player can, can uh, affect the reputation of the whole category. So we take a very active role in, in pushing for transparency and quality and truth in, in advertising. Uh, what did I miss, Jeff? Is there a place where our listeners can learn more about you, Nature's Made, and FarmVite? You know, the, 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 probably the first place to go to to learn about FarmVite is, is FarmVite.com. You know, you can go to NatureMade.com and learn about NatureMade. You can go to Megafood.com and learn about Megafood and, 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 and so on. You'll find uh, information on the company. You'll find information on our brand. But importantly, you'll find information on health and well-being and vitamins and supplements and useful information for products that uh, you as a consumer might want to consume. Oh, and, and Jeff, you know, we just heard some great news. Do you care to share uh, what we just learned? Absolutely. It's, it's, it's very exciting. We're building a new gummy plant in Columbus, Ohio. As I mentioned earlier, you know, we've seen rapid growth in the category. In 2021, 60% of the category growth came from gummies. And this year in 2022, gummies will surpass soft gels as the largest form in the category. By 2025, it'll be 33% of the category. So uh, again, this is uh, a driven largely by millennials and Gen Z consumers who uh, uh, strongly prefer gummies as the form that they want to have take their vitamins in. So there's there's a lot of growth in gummies, but importantly, this new facility I view as an enabler for our future as, as a company. There will be a, a gummy center of excellence there with R&D and consumer research and so forth. This plant is in Columbus, Ohio, which just has a great mix of, of, of uh, a scientific community, the academic with uh, Ohio State University. Um, Ohio's got a great technology and, and manufacturing uh, heritage, farming as well. I know Ohio very well. I grew up in Ohio. Um, and this Midwest work ethic that people talk about, that some might consider a myth, it's no myth. It's, the, it's, the, it's a thing. And so we're going to a great location. Columbus is a very vibrant community. Uh, we're coming with uh, a plant which will, will, initially the investment will be $200 million and, and we'll have 225 employees. But we expect that to grow significantly over the next 10 years as our business expands as well. Well, thank you very much for notifying us about the Gummy Center of Excellence. I'm excited about that. Your new $200 million plant with an additional 200 plus jobs to start in Columbus, Ohio, with a strong commitment of U.S. made product to support growth, economic sustainability, and high product quality. Jeff, Thanks again for appearing on the podcast. We've learned a ton. Well, David, it's been a real pleasure and I've enjoyed it, but also I, I did my quick research and uh, David, you just have such an impressive background and I just love the even personality and dynamic that comes out of when I read about you. So I was looking forward to meeting you and talking with you and I would love to continue uh, you know, talking over time. So, so thank you. 
I appreciate it, Jeff. You know, I mean, it's a lot of fun and innovation's a lot of fun. It really is. It is. So, and, and talking about innovation and learning about it and, and it's just, it's great stuff. So, I mean, you, you've done an awful lot of great stuff in this world and, and I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed the last hour. Oh my goodness, same here, same here. I appreciate that, David. To connect with David, go to davidradlow.com. David's book set, The Principles of Cartel Disruption and Secret Stories of Leadership, Growth, and Innovation are available wherever books are sold. This has been Sustainable Leadership and Disruptive Growth with David Radlow, a presentation of Forbes Books.